Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's recap the Super Bowl next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier. And the Chiefs shocked the world, according to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Nobody believed they could win a Super Bowl. They only had the third best preseason odds to win the Super Bowl. Great game. I don't necessarily know how you felt about that late holding call. I thought it was a penalty, but it was also yeah. a little disappointing to see a great game end that way. It was a certainly anticlimactic, but look, I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought the Chiefs were going to win. They earned it. They're a great team. And uh, there are some really, really interesting questions around this Chiefs team heading into 2024. But I guess the one thing that I have to ask, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Isaiah Pacheco. We'll talk about Kadarius Toney. One thing I have to ask is, haven't we learned the lesson that it doesn't really matter as long as Tra Travis Kelsey is there? He's going to be so much of an engine for that offense, and they're going to spread the ball around otherwise that, like, are we going to make the mistake of spending another offseason fighting about which Chiefs wide receiver is going to be worth using when the answer might just be none of them? Yeah, I think that's right. And it's not even just the none of them, right? It's like a best ball situation. We're in best ball. Yeah. You could, it's good to have these guys in redraft, which we play mostly here. It's tougher. You're going to have to figure like, even when we felt like we had that stretch with Juju Smith Schuster this year where he was kind of starting to feel it. We're like, OK, man, maybe this is the breakout pick. And then he kind of fell off as well, too. So I think you nailed it there. It's a spread around. And that's also a testament to where Patrick Mahomes is at in his career. People don't always give him credit because they see him make all these crazy plays off script. But when he's on script, he does a really good job of processing mental processing post snap and seeing what's open. And even when he and, and a part of it is the offensive line. But. He's going to spread that ball around, so I'm mm -hmm. with you. I don't think it matters. I mean, we did see over the past, the last couple of games of the season, Isaiah Pacheco kind of evolve into a bigger role. That was especially true in the AFC Championship game where he had five catches, was a big part of the passing game. Super Bowl, he had zero catches. Now the Chiefs didn't have the ball very often. They had a defensive touchdown. They had a long punt return that, that kept their time of possession down. He played 47% of the snaps, zero targets. Jarek McKinnon had three. But Pacheco did have 14 carries, uh, I think 74 yards and a touchdown. Are we? How are we viewing Isaiah Pacheco heading into the 2024 season or 2023 season? Excuse me. I'm viewing him. I'm somewhat bullish on Pacheco. I think the interesting thing is Jarek McKinnon is a free agent. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine him getting too many offers that are lucrative outside of Kansas City. So I kind of feel like he'll just resign with the G's on a team friendly deal. But if he doesn't, that really gives Pacheco the chance, as he obviously sh showed in that AFC Championship game, of becoming a bigger part of the passing game. But I think overall, he can still be an asset as like the RB2 we always expected Clyde Edwards-Alaire to be for these past few years, because Pacheco's actually good at running the football and has burst. Yeah, he is uh, athletic. He he hasn't really hit a lot of big plays, but you'd feel like he has that kind of potential in this offense. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I think the key thing that's going to make it is he an RB3 or is he, is he an RB2? Is just, does he get at least some kind of passing game role? If he can be, you know, two and a half catches per game next season, I think that could make him 
you know, an RB2. If it's more like one, then it's probably going to be tough for him to hit that upside. Another guy that I think is going to be very interesting to talk about. Actually, I don't think he's going to be interesting to talk about. I think he's going to be controversial to talk about this offseason. That's Kadarius Tony. We saw Chiefs were, they didn't use him much, but when they did, it tended to be in the goal, near the goal line. We saw that yesterday. He had that five-yard catch for a touchdown. One of six offensive plays he ran for the Chiefs yesterday. He also had the big punt return that was almost a touchdown. What's the what's the outlook for Kadarius Tony coming out of the Super Bowl? Well, it's interesting because the, on the offensive side of the ball, the Chiefs have made a big investment in Tony. They traded a couple of draft picks, and he was a former first round pick. And you feel like at some point they're going to evolve the offense to have him play a different role. But right now, he's in mostly a gadget role. When Tony's on the field, like you said, it's only for a handful of snaps. And most, for the most part, those have been designed plays for Tony. And so it's much easier for a receiver to run a design play. I think with a full offseason to learn that system, to get it down, Tony has a chance to evolve into an every-down player. But I have to see it before I can believe it. All right, and let's talk about the Eagles. There's, obviously, this is a team that seems pretty set. Moving forward, you know, you've got A.J. Brown, you've got Devontae Smith, you've got Dallas Goddard, all locked up long term. You've got a, a young quarterback, Jalen Hurts. The big question here, I'm assuming that Miles Sanders is not going to be re-signed by the Philadelphia Eagles. Almost had a disastrous play in the passing mm -hmm. game yesterday. I, I kind of thought it was a catch and fumble, but it was very, very close. But that was where he really fell off from a very promising rookie season. He just became a, a, a non-factor in the passing game. And we saw Kenneth Gainwell's role start to increase as the season went along, especially here in the playoffs. Some of that was playing in blowouts, but he did play more snaps than Miles Sanders yesterday. Do you think Kenneth Gainwell has a chance to become a viable starting fantasy option next year? I think so. It depends what direction the Eagles go in to replace Miles Sanders, and I think it will be via the draft now. Mm -hmm. If they go with one of these day two players, and there are a lot of really good backs in this class, I think it's one of the deepest running back classes I've seen in a while. If they go with a day two back, then I downgrade Gainwell. But we have to remember, even as early as last offseason, uh, Sirianni wore his Gainwell shirt to the first press conference of training <laughs> camp. Like He loves Kenneth Gainwell, and Gainwell has talent, and he has the skill set to impact fantasy in both a receiver and a rusher. So if they go day three route for running back round four five six i think game will could definitely be a potential back end rb2 type all right i'm looking forward to talking about some of those prospects we're going to have emory hunt on fft and five over the next couple of weeks to break down some of those prospects dan you're going to have some stuff on cbssports.com breaking down the prospects in the next couple months really looking forward to learning more about those guys and that's it that's the 2023 or 2022 nfl season in the books uh dan we'll talk to you next time on fft and five Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.